Are you fully vaxxed? Not yet. First week. I'm going to be rich boy vaxxed as well. Yeah. Um, so you I'm only up. have to wait a couple of weeks, don't you? First of September. I'm done. I'm in. Oh, fuck. Tell you what, mate. <laughs> it sucks being I don't poor. Want to, I, don't, I don't know what to go back. What's it like being on the poor side again? of the world? I'd, I'd like to know. You guys are pretty much living in a third world country now that you've got AstraZeneca in your bodies. Well, I'm, I'm over the sure bridge third as well. Third world country is so. not Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're just, Tim and I are just working class. Yeah, 100%. That's all it is. We're building our way up. Maybe in the future we might get Pfizer, but we're not there yet. Oh. We're not, hand, we're not handed it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, at least, I'm, at least, I'm at least 15 passive income streams away from Pfizer. <laughs> Minimum. Hello and welcome to the Get Around a Podcast. I'm Ben Gray, and alongside me, as they always are, we have Zach Mankin and Tim Pereira. Today, we're going to be looking at NBA power rankings, a little bit of NBA 2K in terms of the ratings they've given out there. Going to look at the rookie quarterbacks and see when we think they're going to start. But first, guys, they released the NFL 100. So the top 100 players in the league. Um, there were some interesting ones in there. Mankin, should we start with you? Um, Lamar Jackson fell to 23rd on the list. How do you feel knowing that Lamar Jackson is ranked as a worse player than DK Metcalf um, and Khalil Mack? I look, it's just disrespectful. Um, what was he last year? He must have been like, do you have that up? Oh, he dropped one place last year. Sorry, oh, apologies. He dropped one place. Okay. Look, it's motivation for Team Lamar. We know, we know we're know, we a 14-win team, babe. And this is all just new. This is all part of the MVP narrative. Oh, yeah. That is oh, why we're going to win two, two in a three-year period. So get your bets on because but being lower than DK Metcalf, a yeah. wide receiver... Who gets carried by his quarterback is tough. That is tough. I'm, that not, is I'm not a fan of that. And then, I'm not a fan of that. Tim, for you, Russell Wilson. Uh, if you had to put him somewhere, have you looked at the NFL 100? Um, not well, really. Don't look now. Um, I've, don't I'm look, look now. Where <laughs> would you have guessed okay. he, would, he would place? Um, I don't think he's. I think he's top 15. Okay. He's not top 10 though. Okay. <laughs> Do I have to pick a number? Yes. You're pretty close. You're pretty close. I think. <laughs> Just go uh, any number. 12. 12 actually for Russell Wilson. Okay. So ranked. He was two last yeah. year though. Was yeah, I know. That's, that's... And ranked worse than <laughs> I mean, I think, I think. Really? Worse than Stefan Diggs? Look, I, th- I, th- I mean, Stefan Diggs had a good season last year, but I just think, look, I think. It's hard to it's hard to have your top ten players in the league because how many quarterbacks is, are going to be you know you, you might have six six quarterbacks in that top ten or or, or five five yeah. as a minimum five or six so I think I mean Aaron Donald in my opinion is the best player in the league just as a player but if you're looking at you know who's going to be the most influential you're looking at a Pat Mahomes Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady you're looking at a quarterback because they're going to lead your team they make everyone better they're supposed to make their receivers better because they can throw the ball Um, which may be why (laughs) someone's at 24 (laughs) instead of um, higher (laughs) where's Derrick Henry Derrick Henry where's Derrick Henry they haven't released the top 10 yet they've given us the top 10 people that are going to be there Um, Derrick Henry hasn't been ranked so they haven't been ranked yet Um, in amongst the top 10 
Yes, so they have Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and TJ Watt. Oh, I would pick TJ Watt. I would. That's look, a good one. I mean, that is interesting. Yes, I mean, I, I think, but I think Jalen Ramsey is a better defensive player than him. So yeah, he's he's all, he did talk, get crossed he's up all by talk. Darnell Mooney. So a lot of this, a lot how, of this. How good he really can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he knew, he knew, he knew, he knew uh, Nick Foles was going to overthrow him there, so it was okay. fine. Uh, let's, let's let's stop with that. I'm surprised um, Tyreek Hill didn't make it top ten. I thought he might have had a chance. You know, being as electrifying as he is. Is Kel- sorry, Kelsey is, is Kelsey there. there? Kelsey's there. Yeah, cool. So you got. Nah. Four quarterbacks, in, no, five, four, four five quarterbacks. quarterbacks in there. Uh, one tight end. Four quarterbacks, two defensive, two defensive players. players, one running back, two wide receivers. So Miles Garrett's not. I would have picked Miles over mm. TJ. Miles well. is in. I know TJ had an incredible. Yeah, Miles is in the um, eleven to fifteen range. I think D Hop. I think Diggs had a better season than D Hop, but I think D Hop mm. is a better player. I like, look. I. It's voted by the fl- it's voted by the players, so you know there's not a lot of like you can't really give too much yeah. criticism to it. You can have your preference, yeah. but yeah. Who do you think is going to be number? Who do you think is going to be number one? Is it Rogers or is it going to be? It's Aaron Mahomes? Donald. No, it's Aaron Donald. Every year. Oh yeah, yes, yes, Donald no, hundred percent. Right. Then it'll be Pat. Then it'll be Aaron Rodgers. T. Bruce will probably get disrespected. <laughs> Come in seven. Hashtag, hashtag watch King. Hashtag watch, King. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think we also look then to next year, right? And we have a bunch of fresh rookie quarterbacks coming in. Do we think any of those rookie quarterbacks might crack that top 100? Is anyone going to put out that good a performance? Hot take. That is a very hot just, take. I didn't say anybody would. I just oh, I thought Wilson. I'd pose the question. Zach Wilson. It's Zach Wilson's year. <laughs> On that team? Don't you dare laugh. 100%. Hey, Zach, Wilson's, Zach Wilson's a baller. With all the, with all the, um, with all the uh, firepower he has at the, at the receiver. Don't sleep um, on the Jets, all right? He, he, yeah, had he a threw 9 good... of 11, 90 yards. He's got a cannon on him. Aaron Rodgers said he's oh, the real deal. What, what, kind of, what else do you need? Aaron Rodgers says you're the real deal? I'm all in. Who do you? Th- mm. Yeah, I, I can't see anyone cracking it. I mean, the fact that because I think Justin Herbert was in such a good position last year on that team offensively, and the way he performed, of course, he deserves to be in that top one hundred. But I just can't see anyone in the similar positions. Potentially Trey Lance, just because he's Who? got an amazing team around him. If Trey Lance, sorry, not Trey Lance, Lance, Trey Lance. Who the hell is that? Sorry, I, for, I forget how you that like you to have say. to get no, in your if you, wine if you, looking correct name if you've every got a, episode. I it, keep forgetting it, that that's a thing. But at the same yeah. time, if you've got a red wine, if you've got a red wine, you, you're sitting at a whiskey bar, you might you might go mm. the law instead of the lamp. You know, make it a little bit more mm-hmm. easy on the ears. Um, but I feel like I feel like he has the best opportunity because he has the best team around him. Um, look, I'd love to put Justin Fields there because from what yeah. I've seen, he looks kind of nice. Yeah. And I... I I, I think I, I think he needs to be nice, Ben, because I, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, that's like the thing, your mental is. state is going to be so low yeah, if he turns out to a yeah, boss. But, but the bar currently for Justin Fields <laughs> is just set at. I saw someone someone say it today is just be a nicer guy than Jay Cutler is apparently where the bar is for Justin Fields. Yeah, that's um, the bar so it's for really not that hard um, to be amazing. 
No. So he needs to, he needs to make one NFC Championship game in like a <laughs> twelve year is... period, and <laughs> he's the best Chicago Bears quarterback they've had in about forty so years. Th- throw a couple Pro Bowls I mean, in yeah. there. Two. Well, they've got Trubisky already. So is Trubisky second because he made the Pro Bowl. That is fair. Um, so I would take that. <laughs> That's. Well, who knows. Did you yeah, see? He, he actually played quite with, well. With the um, King for... Vengeance type of game. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was kind of nice. Is, yeah, that is hashtag Watch King. That Trubisky is... comeback player of the year. Josh Allen okay. goes down, leads the Bills to an AFC title. <laughs> so Ben, you're 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 the resident. You know, you're the resident Bears fan. Justin Fields, what's the situation like? How do you, how, do you see him coming in and starting? Do you see him coming in later in the year? Well, what's so your thought process everything I've this? read uh, just says that Chicago sucks right now. Um, all the fans hate Andy Dalton. All of the team hate Andy Dalton. But because the Bears gave him money, he has to play this week one. Um, Matt Nagy is saying that is adamant that Andy Dalton is the starter, even though, like you said, Tim, Justin Fields does look cracked at football. Um, I think he is He looks good with, you know, a second team on the field and a crappy O-line. Um, so I'm excited to see what that can develop with starters. I, I, I'm guessing that the start of the season, I don't know if you've seen the Bears schedule, the more I look at it, the, the worse it gets. Um, the start of the season, the first six games should hopefully be a three and three best case scenario would be the results. <laughs> That <laughs> would bears. be that the best bears. possible schedule to start the <laughs> to start the year, and I think you couldn't really ask more of Dalton than three and three, because uh, uh, they've got. If I, if I pull it up again, um, I think they have the Rams in there. They have um, they go Rams, Bengals, Browns, Lions, Raiders, okay. Packers. So there's three winnable games there. Comfortable two wins. That's three and three, Tim. It's three and three. Um, and I three think and three as long as Dalton gets three and three, he can keep his job, I assume. Um, and I wouldn't want to drop Justin Fields in, against the Packers or, you know, the next couple games after that, go Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, yeah. Ravens is the next four games after that three and three period, which I don't know. Tim, do you think that, that, that it's a good idea to drop a rookie quarterback into tough games? Like surely you want to ease him in, right? It's it's so case to case, isn't it? I mean, you look at kind of the situation where rookie quarterbacks have been thrown into the deep end. Um, Sometimes they flourish, sometimes they don't. Uh, You look at someone like a Baker Mayfield in that first year in Cleveland when I think Tyrod Taylor um, went down. And he he went well that first game, broke a couple rookie records, um, which was brilliant. Um, And he kind of flourished as well as someone like a Justin Herbert who did the same. Um, but at the same time, I think in, in their situations, they had, they had a decent offensive line around them. Um, they also had a regular and normal, well, well, Justin Herbert, not quite, but a normal off-season without COVID restrictions and whatnot. And I think with, um, with Justin Fields as well, I think the Bears are in such a unique scenario where there's three quarterbacks on that roster, um, Nick Foles, <laughs> Nick Foles, um, Andy Dalton and 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 uh, Justin Fields, in which it's kind of all even at the moment. I know Andy Dalton is supposed to be the the starter, but I'm sure Nick Foles is going getting in there and, and nipping away at that. And I think if if you have the opportunity, sit him for a year. There's no there's no necess- there's no need to put him into any kind of circumstances. 
You you look at you look at a Pat Mahomes who sat a year. You look at Aaron Rodgers who sat three years. Now that's that was behind Brett Favre, so it was a little different. But there's benefits to sitting behind uh, a quarterback who knows the league, even though if that you know they may not be as talented as Justin. I think I think you you know there's no there's no harm in in thrusting him in. Of course, with Matt's situation, is potentially the head coaching role is in jeopardy if they don't do well. Yeah, I think you may if see there's that. a position for them to get dropped for him to get dropped in. It has to be ten weeks in against the Lions. If it's not ten weeks in against the Lions, then you have to do mm. it against the Lions in the fourth week. So that's, that's you know, I feel like, like you said, you got to be patient with this thing, even if everybody's saying no. Um, but damn, I just want to see Justin play goddamn football. Holy dooly. Zach, you seem to be shrugging your head a little bit as if you're He's, not agreeing look, that Justin has cracked at football. Look, as oh you know, I am God. the QB whisperer. And after having done some research... I think I've gone week 12 against the Lions. I feel reasonably strong. That's when Justin Fields will get the start. Because, you, like you said, the schedule looks at the start, it looks pretty much like a guaranteed three and three with Dalton making at least one player game plus your defense. And I feel like week 12 with the Lions, you're going to be in this kind of like weird spot in your year where it's clear that you're clearly you're out of the playoff picture, but technically, mathematically, you're still in it. And I'm thinking week 12, Thanksgiving game against the Lions. Dalt, the fans are calling for Dalton's head halfway through the game. Second half starts. Dalton throws a pick. Matt Nagy knows he's going to get fired. So what does he do? Calls Justin Fields out. Third quarter. Bears are down 10. Big <laughs> big rivalry game against the Lions. Thanksgiving. National TV. Romo's making the call. And Fields comes out. Wins that game against the Lions. And that's the official start of the Fields era. But I could see we're yep. waiting 12 weeks for that. I think because Matt Nagy, he's trying to save his job and he knows that the play the Justin Fields card is like his last resort because that, that buys him a year, but there's no need to play it so early because like he can, they're not going to fire him until he mm-hmm. performs badly with Justin Fields, I think. And that whole Bears team's veterans. They don't want a rookie QB unless they have to. Oh, They'd rather some God. ginger magic yeah. to see if they can <laughs> finish 500 and get killed by week yeah. killed week one wild card it's a weird position so week 12 yeah. second half of week 12 I like it that I'm, is I'm, I'm on the same boat if, it, if you gotta drop them in easy and if it's not that Lions game there then it has to be the Lions game at the beginning of the year if you know Matt's willing to gamble a little bit so that's one QB who's on a team with really good players let's jump to another QB that is on a team with really good players and it's Trey Lance um you mentioned him before. This mm. one is iffy. Obviously, word coming mm. out of the camp is Jimmy is still the week one starter, but Trey Lance has been performing really well, has had the most drop passes in preseason, and is still putting up stats. Mankin, I'm mm. seeing a different response from you as to Tim. Why don't you kick us off? How are you feeling about Trey? Look, Trey Lance is probably the hardest one I reckon to pick because it comes down to how good do you think the 49ers are going to be? Because if I like, we kind of went through it when we did their division. I think they're going to be really good with Jimmy G. So unless something happens to Paul and Star Jimmy, I don't see Trey Lance getting on the field this year. But having said that, uh, Jimmy G is not known for his injury, you know, being good with injuries. So that's where it's going to get real dicey. It's like if Jimmy G is healthy, you won't see Trey Lance, but Jimmy G goes down. Trey Lance has a good couple of games. The fans are excited. He's throwing bombs. Like, that's where it's going to get really hard. But so if I had to 
know, guess. I'm going to say we don't see Trey Lance, but when he's going to start a game, because I don't think Jimmy G is going to play all 17 without getting injured. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's going to get real weird. Uh, Tim, but, I'm going to yeah, ask you this one. I had for the 49ers a situation that looks bad for them, like Macon was saying, would be if they started the season first six games at three and three. Uh, you pull up their schedule. They, they start mm. with Lions, Eagles, Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Colts. I, I think if they're at three and three, that's not mm. good for that team. I think you need to be beating, you need to be beating teams like the Seahawks, Colts, and Packers if you actually want to be a real contender in this conference. And for Jimmy G, like especially in that difficult division that they're in, three and three is not good enough. So I had, I had that as a possible, yeah. you know, week six. Take a look at it. You're at that. If you're not not at a winning record, this could be it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, you've got like you know your Packers. You're playing away, I believe. Oh no, you're playing at home, which is always going to be a tough game, no matter what. But you have yeah, if you're three and three with losses to the Seahawks and either the Cardinals or Colts, um, then I think I think Jimmy has to be reevaluated just because you can't you know being three and three in that division, you know. You know, with the Seahawks, they don't have a tremendously tough um, schedule. I think the the Rams don't have a particularly tough schedule either. And then the Arizona Cardinals, you, you're pretty much always like it seems to be you're always going to lose a game to them. Um, so I think three and three in that in that div is going to be tough. Um, and I think if Jimmy if Jimmy isn't performing, you know, there's going to be so many people calling for Trey. And we saw what Kyle Shanahan has done with those type of mobile rookie quarterbacks. We saw with in Washington with RG3. Um, of course, that was only a couple of seasons, but still that rookie season was incredible. And I think what we've seen in the preseason with Trey has been, like you said, he has the most drop passes. Um, which I think a lot of people tend to say, you know, maybe it's not they're not misthrown, but maybe the receivers aren't good enough. But a lot of people say that they're not used to the speed. And from what I've seen in the preseason highlights, that man has an arm. Like, a, and so I think you know, if you're looking at th- a three and three record, why not? I mean, you've seen rookies prepare, you know, uh, excel in that situation. By three and three, one. What if I pitched you this? Look at week nine. By then, the 49ers have played everybody no. in their division. Um, they would have played the Cardinals twice by then. After week nine, yeah. their, their games go Jags, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons, and it just then it goes Titans, Texans, Rams. Week nine, what would their record have to be for Trey Lance to come in? Is it five and four? Because part of me feels like five and four might be well, it. Yeah. See... So you- Interesting you brought this up because when I was looking through the schedule and all this, I found to so the trade deadlines week eight. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, and let's say you are three and three, and even though you're technically obviously very much still in the hunt, it's early in the year, if you don't think you are a like bona fide Super Bowl contender, if you did, let's say you went the route of just sitting Jimmy G, trade value goes way down, and he's just going to sit there all year, and then you're going to trade him for like a fourth rounder of the offseason. If you just went end of week six, traded Jimmy G before week eight, and then just the Trey Lance era begins, I could see that. I could see a trade before the deadline to get rid of Jimmy G. There's no point of sitting him around that week eight mark because, like you said, easy run home. You will be in the playoffs. Trey Lance, everyone's happy because he's the, you know, the future. And I reckon that's, that's a decent awesome. shout, the Jimmy G trade before the deadline. 
if they're if yeah. they're like 500 so if Jimmy, they're in order 500 to save his job does he need to be at the top of the division the entire time tim or i don't think so because i think if you're looking at if you their their back half is a lot easier than this their start i mean it's about the same but i think i think with games against the the vikings um the Bengals. Uh, the the Falcons and the Texans. I think if if he is in that second, if he's ranked second or only a game behind, because uh, they're all they're all going to be close. But if he's only a game or a game and a half behind, going into those final weeks, I think you got to you got to keep the veteran presence, especially going into the playoffs, because that's where things completely shift. People have more time to study the individual individual teams. Everything gets tighter. Um, so I think in that situation, Jimmy has to say. Um, and again, my my thing is don't rush Trey. I mean. He is the biggest anomaly with, or not necessarily, but the biggest question mark in this in this draft. He has probably the talent of to be the best. He he probably has as much talent um, as as um, uh, Trevor Lawrence in terms of just physicality and, and athleticism. And why not have him for for half? You know, sit him sit him for a year under Jimmy. Although Jimmy isn't the greatest quarterback, he's still a smart vet. Again, my my thing is don't rush people. Like, there's no point unless unless you're forced to do so. Let him see it. If 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 they're not if they're not making the playoffs halfway through the season with Jimmy, I don't think Trey is going to do too much to, okay. to push for a Super Bowl. Well, we'll go from one veteran quarterback to another, and it's going to be Mac Jones in New England. He's sitting behind Super Cam. We are a big Super Cam podcast mm. here. Have been vouching. This is the second year running. We're going to be vouching for his ability to be comeback player of the year. Um, do we think Mac Jones plays this year? I think of all the quarterbacks, he could be one of the most likely to just sit. Uh, <laughs> and I went into the building, and guess who was in the building? <laughs> Super Camp. I'm telling you. This is Supercamp's second year with Belichick in the system. I reckon we went when we went through the division, I reckon the Pats will be good. I reckon they'll be vying to win the um, division the whole way through. And assuming, again, injuries with Cam, if Cam just stays reasonably healthy and they're in the playoff contention, Big Bill doesn't seem like the kind of guy to take unnecessary risks, mm. especially for a rookie QB. doesn't seem like it's in Bill's nature. So unless if, if they're really shit again and they're like 2-4, and 2-5... and five, Sure, then Mac Jones will come in, but I don't see it. So I reckon this is Super Cam's year for the. We're a year early with the comeback player of the year, 100%. but Tim, how are you feeling about this is it. Mac Jones' is year. you know playing possibility this year? Is it ever going to happen, or what's the circumstance that it could happen in? Look, I don't see why there should be. I think I think Cam, at least in the preseason, just looking at him, has proven that you know last year may have just been an anomaly. Like he. He had COVID. He was coming off an injury, so he wasn't always going to be 100%. But kind of, I mean, that that first quarter against the Eagles, where he was like eight from nine, 120 yards and a touchdown. I know it's I know it's preseason, but we we've seen glimpses of it. And I think Belichick, what he's done is he's created a team that suits quarterbacks. You've got two big receivers or big two big targets in their tight ends. They've got speedy receivers. They've got incredible and versatile running backs. And I think with Cam, you've got, you know, with Mac, you've got, um, you know, uh, he, he's he's aware of that kind of situation and that scheme. But with Cam, you've got a dual threat. So I think it, even if even if they're not playing as well as they should be, I think I think you may as well keep Cam there because you're not paying him much as, as well. So again, 
you don't want to rush these quarterbacks into it. And we saw with Mac, he's been playing well. Like, I mean, his PFF has been um, great, has been better than Cam's. Not that he, that equates to his performance, but he he doesn't look like his arm is near as you know nearly as good as Cam's. Um, he definitely doesn't know the offense as good as Cam does. So I think you know yeah. you, you've got when, more chance to win with Cam. When the rookie quarterbacks list comeback player of the were, year, when we had yeah. the draft right, and the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones on my bustometer was definitely at the top. Um, he was, I think he is my least favorite quarterback out of these rookies. I think you're right. He needs as much time as possible to figure out the game, especially when you have, you know, an an MVP veteran in Cam Newton ahead of you. If there's anyone to learn from, it can be him. Mm. Um, Has anybody else got anything to say on Mac Jones? Because personally, I'm I'm exactly the same. I think he misses this entire year. Um, Look, I don't. I hate. I hate making preseason overreactions, but that brother in the pocket looks a lot like Brady in the pocket. Like he just looks very similar. All right. I don't hate preseason overreactions, but I'm a bit worried about the next. I don't know if Bill's going to make it another twenty years, but if he does, we could see another twenty years of Patriots. Okay, Max. I'm glad you said something. Don't you see though? It's the way he moves. Like his pocket. That young. His pocket awareness, because all the young QBs coming out are the Trey Lancers, like the Lamars, the Kyler Murrays, who do all the running around. <laughs> Mac Jones just takes me back to the good old days, Ben, when I was just a young whippersnapper in the 1980s, 1990s, just big, tall, white guy in the pocket, knows what he's doing. I think Looks like Brady, man. Looks like Brady. And I think the big thing with with um, with Mac is, I think the situation that he is in, in, in New England, you can't ask for a better franchise. I mean, they they have been the the Justin's Justin is just pretty lucky to be in Chicago. Where have you been for the last twenty years? Sure. <laughs> Do we want to talk about bust busto meters, Ben. But yeah, I think I think in terms of situation, he's could be in the best situation. I mean, for, the Forty Nine ers are great, but I think the the level of success over a sustained period of time puts him in that kind of you know, that team is an upper echelon to anything that we've ever seen. Even though it was with Brady, Big Bad Bill and, and, right. and Kraft has so definitely had something from, to do with it as well. We go from a, <laughs> we go from a situation... So Ben disagrees with both of us, right? Uh, yeah, well, Ben also okay. had Tom Brady as like the eighth best player in the world. Oh, so idiot. His, his opinions... So we're so going to go down. from a situation where a quarterback <laughs> has it really good <laughs> to where a quarterback has it really bad. Um, it could be either of these next two quarterbacks, but we're going to start with Zach Wilson because he's in New York. Um, Zach, you are a resident bullish Jets fan. Um how do you feel about Zach Wilson? I, we He's going to start week one, obviously. And how, how many wins do you see him getting with this Jets team in that division? <laughs> it's funny that we were talking about Tom Brady just earlier. <laughs> when I see Zach. No, look. I think he's going to be, as far as Jets quarterbacks go in the last 15 years, like he's going to be good. I think he has franchise QB potential from what I can see. And like, I don't think the Jets are going to be good. I, we said this before, I reckon they're five, six wins, but I reckon they're actually going to be kind of exciting with Zach Wilson. He's got a cannon. Like he's all the, the team seems to already love him. He seems really confident already. He's got a good looking mum, So she's going to be in the stands. Imagine the Jets fans with her, Gary Vayner, Gary V and her just going to be next to each other. Networking <laughs> in the crowd. Severely. No, I've got, look, 
Zach Wilson, six wins. I reckon top three in the rookie of the year. I reckon. Pretty safe. Did you say six say wins? No, I'm, I'm bullish, mate. I'm bullish. That is. That is That's a lot six of wins for the Jets. You heard it here first. Replay this in 20 weeks. Recap and we talk about our bad takes. Uh, that's going to be up there 100%. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that will not make the cut. Um, Tim, how many did you have them getting? With all, Yeah. With, well, how, how well does Zach do? Is he going to hit Megan's top three rookies? And is he going to get six wins? I feel like he's talented enough to be a top three rookie, but I just don't think he's in the right situation. Um, how many? I'm just having a look at how many wins I thought the Same. Jets were going to have. I had them th- getting three wins. That was kind of my that was my um, estimate. And I think, I mean, look they they drafted they drafted Elijah Moore and also they got Corey Davis in their wide receivers. But besides that, they don't have a great offensive line. Their running game isn't great. Their defense is improving but it isn't you know isn't terrible so i think although zach wilson may have incredible amount of talent and could potentially push that team to a couple wins that they may not have previously gotten um i I just don't see them cracking six and you know he could he could break quite a few records but i don't think he's in that you know he's he's in that talk for for rookie of the year i think there's a chance that i don't know i don't know if you've seen the footage even someone like Najee harris could jump up there as a rookie of the year sort of candidate um Jamar Chase, I think, considering he has Joe yeah, Burrow good. slang in that rock um, to him, probably. He did yeah, also have four drops um, for, for, from four targets. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get his Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball um, like 60 times. He's going to get his yards. That is so, true. I, I, I don't, and he's now the number one option. Oh, sorry, number two oh, to yeah. Calvin Ridley. But, you know, he's going to be pretty damn good over there. And it leaves really Zach Wilson out of that top three because the number one and he's our last rookie quarterback. I think we know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, uh, the destined one, the next great quarterback. How many wins did we have here? I thought he was lucky to get four. Um, I, I, Tim, how do you yeah, feel? You love Trevor Lawrence. You've been, you know, you know about this Trev. man and how good he's get, he's been for years. What's his What's his first year going to look like? I think it's going to be look look a lot like one Peyton Manning's when he came into the league. He, you know, you're coming in touted as you know the best prospect of all time. That's a lot of pressure to live up to on not a great team. So I think he's going to struggle in the first year. Um, he may, you know, he may come out and, and win Rookie of the Year. Um, but I think in terms of what people are going to expect, I don't think he's going to have nearly as good a season as some of the previous rookies um, or, or rookie quarterbacks just because of the situation he's in. So I think first year he may struggle a bit. I mean, you can already see that he's he's got a pocket presence. Um, his IQ is incredible, as, as it should be, because like like you said, he's one of the best things coming out, um, and I've always been high on him. Um, but I think I think he's going to struggle in the first year, and it's not his fault necessarily. But I think it's a tougher one. It's I a tough. It's a tough situation to come into. One Gardner Minshew, who has put up a damn fight for so long in Jacksonville, <sighs> um, was the best thing there for the past couple of seasons, on, and man. now you know isn't going to have a job, or if he does, it's going to be backups. I feel I feel for uh, when the second Trevor Lawrence went number one. That's that's what I thought of. I just think he deserves better. He, he deserves a starting job somewhere with a mo like that, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, hey, maybe the Colts. Hey, maybe the Colts for a little mid-season trade. That's nice. That's actually a nice take. Gardner Minshew goes to the I Colts. Like that than Wentz. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Colts. 
On the topics of the Jags, we have not discussed the worst cutting ever in NFL history with Tim Tebow. Oh, we're did still getting the jerseys though, right? To, to cut, oh yeah, to cut the best tight end in football. I'll tell you what though, who has Jesus on his side? Great marketing. Wasn't a fan of that. The amount of Tebow jerseys they must have sold before they cut him. Damn. Oh. Damn. That is so good. That is. I mean, they've so got three here. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's been cut and they've still got three more to go. <laughs> that just says it all. Golly. Imagine, oh, oh. I'll tell you what, do you know what? They could have been NFT for him. Imagine that, one one of a kind, that boom, nah, Tim Tebow, to the roof. Tim Tebow <laughs> NFT, nobody goes to make the block in preseason and misses the guy? <laughs> yes. Oh. Can we make that NFT? I reckon we'd be millionaires within two weeks. Okay, for the NBA, uh, Ronnie 2K has been in the news last week. It's been a tough week for Ronnie 2K. Um, the Twitter <laughs> beef has been off. 2K22 ratings have come out, and there has been some really questionable ones. And there's a few angry individuals out of the three here. <laughs> I don't think there's, a, there's no hold bars for the next about eight minutes. Look, I'll get mine in before I know what the rate's coming with you two. Um, <laughs> I'll start at the top. So LeBron, Katie, and Giannis, right? Three, all, the, all of them top ratings at 96 overall, right? I have no problem. I'm okay with them all having the same rating. I'm okay with 96. How the hell did Roddy 2K slip in Stephen Curry mm. at 96 overall? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're telling me, I watched game three and four. I watched Giannis put up 50 and 40, right, and carry that Bucks team game three and four. You're telling me Steph Curry couldn't do that? Steph Curry couldn't beat the Grizzlies in a playing game. <laughs> and Ben, last time I checked, pretty sure, like if I remember correctly, there are two sides to the ball. And yes, you're talking Giannis is 96, are. being the defensive beast he is. Stephen Curry should actually just be like a 50 overall because he gets 50 <laughs> out of 50 for offense and zero out of 50 for defense. Man, that one, because I, I was scrolling through, that was the top one. I just shut the computer and went, I don't want to know what the rest <laughs> of it was. So that was uh, my, yeah, yeah. That one got me. You're right. You didn't want to look at the rest of the ratings. Um, Tim, you said one just before and... God, this one boiled my blood. Zion Williamson <laughs> is a 89 overall, which is the same as Trey Young, Bradley Beal. And Anthony better. Davis. And Anthony Davis. <laughs> Talk about two sides of the ball. God damn. Oh. Before, can I say, That's I'm actually okay with I'm actually okay with the Zion. I'm okay with Zion. I'm not happy with Trey Young at 89. But Oh my God, kill yourself. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You need to get off the damn Trey Young hate train. Um, another one that I had disrespect for the Aussies. Um, Patty Mills at seventy six. Mm, I... Nice. Did we all not watch him in the Olympics <laughs> carry that team? Literally put the team on his go- damn back in the Olympics, and then a little bit of disrespect for Matisse Thybul, mm. who is a seventy five overall. Mm. Yeah, that's um, that's cap. The seventy five for Matisse is cap. That's. Awful to me. And then, I don't know how you'll feel about this one, Macon. Westbrook and Wiggins are the same ranking at 85 overall. I haven't seen that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one's a fresh one. Russell Westbrook, Andrew Wiggins, same rating. That's... Are we talking about Andrew Wiggins, who's like the sixth option on a nine seed in the West? That Andrew (laughs) Wiggins? Yes, that Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, Wow. For the triple double king, like, I know Tim will be happy with that because he hates Westbrook, but me personally, <laughs> <laughs> me personally, oh, I can't. That's not on. 
85. That is low. Yeah. That's, yeah, man. No, it's not the Westbrook's too low. It's the Wiggins is way too well, high. Definitely, too but I still think I still think Westbrook is low considering he's on the same like he's he's better than Jamal Murray. He's better than Drew Holiday. Yeah. Uh him and Drew I I, I don't mind together because Drew is a defensive mastermind. Yeah, oh, that was the other one. Uh, Chris Middleton is an 88. I love Chris. Don't get me wrong. He's got some prime MJ in him, but 88 overall is pretty high for, yeah, for a guy. Mankin, I come, I, I'm surprised you haven't said Rudy. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't. I haven't seen Rudy's. Two sides of the Rudy. coin, man. Two sides to the coin, Tim. If, if Steph Curry can get a 96 overall, Rudy Gobert is okay getting 88. That's, is that the same Rudy Gobert that got exposed for his defense against the Clippers? The same, Rudy, the same Gobert? Rudy Gobert that is defensive player that, of the year. So is that the one that, Terrence, that, the one that Terrence Mann scored 40 on? Terrence Mann scored 40 on him, that guy? Oh my God, bro. You just yeah. shut your damn mouth. I think, a, one, um, yeah. I think a funny one is LaMelo Ball and Ben Simmons are both 84 overall. Mm. Mm. I think that's, a, that's almost a very apt comparison in yeah. terms of their level right now. I'm actually... Oh, I, I, I kind of, I would prefer, yeah, I prefer maybe Lamelo at eighty three, mm-hmm. uh, or eighty. Yeah, I just don't think, I just don't. My thing, I don't think Michael Porter Jr. should be eighty four. Oh yeah, I saw yeah, that that's... one. That's not on. That brother, get some consistency. Like not as in like play some games before. I mean, nineteen points a game, nice, but I don't, I don't think he did as much as Lamelo and, and whatnot. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he uh, was—he was, you know, he was top ten in the league for offensive um, efficiency. Lamelo, or Simmons, uh, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Did you say Simmons? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard top heard efficiency, and I thought, well, Jesus Christ, wow, wouldn't have wouldn't have picked that with Michael Porter Jr. But no. still, not eighty four. I don't think he's an eighty four. And my other one is, like, I completely agree. I don't think. Yeah, Zion shouldn't be there. I think, I think he's eighty nines too high. Or put Trey Trey Young and Bradley Bill at nineties. Um, yeah. uh, my big thing was the the Joker and Embiid. Now I'm happy with them being eighty fives. I am. Ninety five. Sorry, ninety five. My apologies. Ninety five. <laughs> but the fact that Steph Curry Curry was is a ninety six kind of pisses me off about that situation considering he came third in MVP voting behind those two. So surely the Joker who is better defensively um, should be should be at least on par if not one better than Steph as well as Embiid. Steph yeah. should be like 93. Steph yeah, should be I... below. So you've got the KD, LeBron, Giannis tier and yeah. I'm good with the Joker and Embiid at 95 and then the tier below should be Steph. Or, or have him at 94 and then bump down James Harden and Dame Lillard. But even then, I kind of want them at the same level. I feel like they're all... Yeah. I think Steph's with them. Steph's with them. Can I drop one more on you that's actually despicable? And this was the three-point ratings. Top five three-point um, ratings They've in been... the league. Damian Lillard is... is not a top five rating in 2K. What? Yeah. Damn. Damian Lillard Wait, is not... I'm trying given... to think who the top... I'm trying to think of the top five would be. Yeah, try and name Steph. them for me. Okay. Oh my I'm trying god! Cl- I'm trying to think if they put Clay in there. Yes, I don't know they, if they did. put Clay in there. They did. Oh, they did. Two. Steph Clay, Duncan Robinson will be in there. Yes, he is. Joe Harris will be there. Yes, and then I don't know who the fifth is Seth Curry. Four. 
Of course, sorry. <laughs> oh, apologies. When I said curry, that's what I meant. Oh, sorry, apologies. Then, yeah, Steph curried around at the five. <laughs> um, I got one more for you, Ben, just while Tim does whatever he's doing. Uh, <laughs> I empty know what stats. you're going to say. Not my favourite thing. I've seen a... There's a particular mouth. name at the 87 overall mark for the 10th best rated team in the Easy Conference, according to our next segment. Uh, Zach Levine, 87 overall. Thoughts? <laughs> Speaking of like one side of the ball, first question and marks. Then secondly, what are the question marks the about that one side marks. of the ball? 87 overall. Oh, and what? Bradley Beal's side of the ball isn't empty? Empty. They are so hollow. Those points. Oh my god, brother. Yeah, it's less empty. It's like a quarter fill. Zach Levine, though, is just... Zach Levine's that high because the Bulls have been in the news because of the trades. If if they didn't make any trade, the Bulls, he'd be in 85, 84. The reason Ben Simmons is 84 is because he's Australian. That's that's the only reason he's an 84. (laughs) (laughs) Um, While we're on the topic of poor analysts, uh, NBA Power Rankings came out with ESPN and... There has been there's some shocking ones. At least with Ronnie Two K, the guy's not a professional analyst, so we can let him slide, and he makes a cool game. But ESPN media analysts coming up with this top ten list, it's atrocious. Um, we've got a few talking points for it. We'll start with the top ten. Uh, ben, what's your what's your biggest pet peeve about this top ten? Um, well, I just want to say, starting with the top three, great work. Nets, Bucks, Lakers, happy with that. It's then once you start to get to the second half where you have the Sixers, Miami, Atlanta, all above the LA Clippers. The Clippers put at 10, I think is just outrageous. Um, I, I, I don't understand why that would even be a consider, like putting them lower than four. Yeah. I mean, Tim, you're, you're not really high on the Clippers going in, are you? I, th- I thought you were a little bit negative negative about them. No, I mean, look, I like I actually really liked what they did in the offseason. Um, I think... Um, I, I think just originally looking at it, um, you know, having the idea that Kawhi may not play that season, but thinking about the timing, he may be back for the playoffs. And I think any team with Kawhi, PG, um, and, and you know, coached by Ty Lue going into the playoffs, you're automatically in contention. We saw what that team did without Kawhi in that second half of the playoffs. And I think, you know, automatically they should be in that top four if we're looking at a, a relatively healthy team going into, into the playoffs. So I think, therefore, I, I don't, particularly like the Suns at four at the moment. I much prefer them. Um, I don't know what you think, Manx. Well, where would you put the Suns if you weren't going to put them four? I think, I think I'd put them behind the Clippers. I think, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's probably where I have. I had Clippers four and Suns five. Uh, Ben, what's your thoughts on Miami? You've just, you've had some vocal thoughts about Miami. Not, not positive about Miami as a top 10 team in this league i think if they out of my top out of that top 10 they were the one team that i would have dropped out i i'm okay with everybody else being in the top 10 in some order miami heat i'm not high on i think they've just added more age to a team that wasn't good enough last year um very mediocre and we're lucky to be in the playoffs if we're honest um like i just that's not a top 10 team and you give me another year of the hawks um i prefer that much more than the heat if i'm honest you're choosing hawk culture over heat culture one the A. I'm choosing the A. Oh, That's what I'm damn choosing, man. I'll see you. I ain't. I'm just. I am repping right. the A. Brother, right I will now. see you. I do not care about my I will see Miami. you back in South Beach. I don't care about the A. <laughs> I would have kept Miami, but I would have dropped him down probably to ten, and I would have put the Mavs in, who are at eleven, 
instead of the Hawks. Don't get me wrong, Hawks had a great run, but they beat the Knicks and then they beat the 76ers who were a mess. Like that's been their big playoff run everyone talks about. I think you've got to see the second time around for me to truly have them in a top as a top ten team in the NBA. Like I put them at five eight. seed in the East. I put them at eight. You put them at eight above who Miami? Behind, above and... Miami. I would replace Miami with them. Um and then I'd have you know, uh, so your prob- Mavs, you wouldn't even have your Mavs in front of them. Yeah, put Dolce. them at ten. Put them at ten. Yeah, I don't think. I think the. I think. <laughs> look, I don't want to be a homer, but I think. I think um, Atlanta have a much better team than the the, the Mavericks. Um, and also Luka. we. Yeah, I get that, but we saw what Luke oh, Luca Luca is incredible. Luca is brilliant, but he, you know, we didn't have the team to beat the Clippers. We we almost beat them, um, and. But but again, we don't have that second player. We don't have that second star. Where the Hawks, they seem like they've got players that step up to that moment every single game. Sorry, you got Laurie Markman coming your way. That's so true. Just give it a couple of weeks, and you'll have that second player. He is good. He, they don't call him the finisher for nothing. All right, <laughs> they don't call him the finisher for nothing. Oh. Um, I know one of one that Megan you definitely would have liked to see when we look outside of the top ten, um, and it's not your Knicks. It was the Golden State Warriors not being oh. in the top ten. Um, that's that's a sight for sore eyes after seeing the amount of hype that mm. this team has been getting in the offseason. It's been a tough year for the intelligent NBA fan the last six months. <laughs> Steph Curry, you know, we've got two K ratings. What Steph Curry's third finish, third finish in the MVP. There was the um, the Warriors as a title threat, if we don't remember, oh. if we recall late last year because of Steph's um, scoring run. I think twelve was actually like a very good spot for them because they're not a complete team, as we know. And I don't this, just because you got Steph Curry doesn't make you a contender. I think that's pretty clear. So ESPN's got that one right. But I think that's probably the only thing they've gotten right in this list. Mm. Yeah. Tim, how do you feel, and this will be, I guess, a little bit of crossfire, how do you feel about Mankin's Knicks sitting in at 14, above the likes of teams yes, like the Portland Memphis Grizzlies, Charlotte Hornets, uh, Chicago Bulls? How do you feel about them sitting that high? Honestly, I think they should be above the Celtics. I think they could be 13. <laughs> One away from the Warriors. Just, just oh, even I wouldn't even mind if they were ahead of the Warriors, just because of all the all the hype. All the hype. Well, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Get Look, them in front of the Mavs. Again, let's go eleven. The amount of hype. The amount. Of, do you know what I hate? Every every time I hear Stephen A. say, "Hey, you know, you've got LA, you've got you've got Brooklyn, you've got Giannis, but but there's something happening in the goal in Golden State." I'm like, man, it's over. Just relax. So I think the high, twelve I don't I don't hate and I I don't mind putting the the Knicks at at thirteen. Um, I get Boston's got um, Brown coming back, but still I think I think that team is so much more basketball ready or, or or ready to to win games, even if it's just in the regular season. I think they should be higher. I think they should be thirteen. I think they should be higher than the Celtics. I think there's a bit of disrespect. Um, on the grit and grind Grizzlies, if I'm honest, I think. I mean, they were an eight seed. That is a... no, they're an eight seed bed. And and the Knicks were a, a four seed, first round exit, a, a, a first round seed. exit at that. Yeah, and a first round exit to well, what you so describe as a crappy, a crappy Atlanta Hawks team. I said, I, so, no, I said, a crappy I... Knicks team beat an Atlanta Hawks team. It's different. Listen, man, I think there's a lot of disrespect on Memphis. Um, they've added some nice extra pieces. And you give me another year of Jar, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks. Like I said, give me another year. If Jar comes back with a consistent three-pointer shot, I'll give it to you. It's over. 
It's not it's over. Ladies it's over. Eight it's seed? over, ladies and gentlemen. Eight seed? Lock we're it up. Jackets off. Lock we're it up. We're taking jackets <laughs> off. Done. We're taking jackets off. That's what we're doing. Man. Yeah, I think there's disrespect on Memphis. Um, the disrespect with the Blazers, I reckon. That's some disrespect to Dame Dollar. For 15th? <laughs> like, yeah, but... The Grizzlies? Really? The Knicks? The Celtics? But what, did, but what did the Pacers do? Does anybody... No, sorry, not the Pacers. The Blazers do. Did they do anything this offseason? Can you name one move they made? Yeah, I can oh. name... I can name more than one, Ben. <laughs> I yeah. can name so many moves that the Portland Trailblazers exactly. made. It's not even right. funny. They... You know what the biggest name they signed was? Cody Zeller. Uh, ben Macklemore, thanks, Ben. He played for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, he's I a mean, Laker. <laughs> Look, he's got a bit like, of LeBron this off is... You're... They're trying to keep They're trying to keep Daniel Lillard around, and they say, yeah, I'm going to get you Cody Zeller. Mm. They re-signed Norman Powell. Hey. Yeah. God. Great yeah, nice. signing. Ninety-four actually. million. Ninety-four million for Norman Powell. Yeah. Oh, you can talk about ninety-four million dollar contracts. Let's move <laughs> on to uh, the nineteenth spot. So the tenth ranked the team in the East. The tenth yep. ranked team in the Eastern Conference. So yep. after all these moves, you're still going to miss the playoffs. Washed King. That's you've been saying it for a long time ben, for LeBron. You game. have no right to say this that. Is, <laughs> this is Washed yeah. King season in Chicago. I've got I've got white Le- Michael Jordan in in Caruso. I have one of the Ball brothers. I have a dude who can only shoot mid range. I am feeling pretty good about this team. I don't know about you. Um, De Balzac is coming, and it's, and it's <laughs> coming fast. So uh, Ben, keep it PG. I would watch out. I would watch out, man. I think I'm nineteen taking, is disrespect. I'm taking Cumbucket over De Balzac any day of the week. <laughs> In a matchup. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine the cum bucket on... So, cum to ball sack is, is what that would be. Oh, if my God. If they get Kaminga, it's over. God, that team is so good. I feel like that, that is a bit of disrespect saying that we're worse than the Pacers. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um... I mean, the Pacers are, not a, the Pacers are not a nice team, man. Yeah, but I'm not saying the Pacers are nice, but that doesn't mean they have to be lower than the Bulls. And like, I also think that Charlotte Hornets, after they've lost Devontae Graham, is an interesting placing mm, above us as well. Yeah, nah, that's a good... I think like before Gordon Hayward got injured, they were like yeah, an easy was, four seed. Like they were just they were locked up on, before Gordon went down. So. But even that was also in a year where DeBalzac didn't exist. So Pretty much everyone's now moved down a spot in the power rankings because of that. They, what's quite funny, exactly. the Pelicans at 22... Behind Washington, no, that's about right. I like no, no I like it. Right. I like it, but I thought I'll be honest. Uh, but I thought I thought there was going to be a lot more hype behind them, and which also begs me to believe why the hell is Zion on eighty nine if they're if he's if he's the best player and he's a he's a twenty second seed? Like what is going on? They're obviously not talking. What is going on? One's right. Brandon Ingram better be like a sixty rated player. That's the issue. <laughs> God, he's like a poor man's Demar Derozan. That's what he is. Is really saying something. That is, that is saying quite a lot. Um, at the bottom of the rankings, OKC, Houston Rockets, mm. Orlando, Cleveland, and then Detroit. I think that's pretty fair. Mm. I think OKC have OKC have just got a lot of developmental pieces. Houston might be fun. I was going to mm. say if you could pick, if you could if you could pick a flyer out of the bottom five, who's going to let's say finish like above average, like Houston's probably your best bet. Mm. Or right. the Magic. I mean no. that's that's part of a fun team. Year away, year away. I don't really. Isaac's arms. I 
mean, I'm feeling. What do you mean fun optimistic. though? Like fun as in they're going to be fun watch like to they, lose. They do have Markel Fultz as well. Let's not forget that. Okay, he's so still, the best. He's still in the, the league. They're the best fourth quarter team, but like those other three. Yeah. Look, I, I, I agree. I think I think the Rockets. I think the Rockets would be a nice like you know like a team that you you support if your team's not playing. Like you're like, oh, they won. Sweet. Or or do you, great team on two K. Great team to rebuild on two K. Oh, to rebuild? Oh, yes. 100, oh, a hundred percent. Come on, that would be nice. Behind Jalen Green and um and old mate, Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. That's a nice little put together. Um, I'd love to see some a top ten things I love to see. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves still down at the bottom of the league. Oh I'm talking uh, about Flyers. <laughs> guys, I was a year early last year. Timberwolves. They're gonna be in the play ins. Are you gonna do it again? Time. Are you gonna are you gonna bet You're gonna do it you wanna do it again? Grizzlies. <laughs> I don't versus... wanna do it with the Grizzlies. If you can name you me some teams. It... Oh, Pelicans? <laughs> that one's tempting. Ooh. That one is tempting. What about the Kings? I'll, I'll throw you... Well, I'm not doing the Kings. I'll throw you another one. <laughs> With Ben Simmons. How about the Bulls? How about the Bulls? Who has nah, more You're wins? in the East. Nah, you're in the Eastern Conference. Don't no, try I and... Get, I thought I'd get you there. I thought I'd get you there with that <laughs> no, one. No, that no, felt no. Cheeky. Oh. What about the Spurs? Yeah, I'll do the Tim- I will do the Timberwolves over the Pelicans. I reckon the Timberwolves should try the Pelicans. For how much? What did we do last one? The 50? I think we did a 20. It was 50. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's no way I would have put 50 on it. Jesus. Gosh. Well, I mean, oh, I would have. I am, I am Pfizer vaccinated, not AstraZeneca, so I can yeah, yeah, probably you have put it. a 50. So I could probably put a 50 on it. Well, I've already got, well, I'm AZ, mate. I'll go 20. 25. Yeah, we'll no, go 25. 25. So I've got the Pelicans to finish higher than the Timberwolves. <laughs> and you've got the Timberwolves to finish higher than the Pelicans. Well, look at this very early season very early season bet. Jesus. Is there an Eastern Conference one or are we just going to stick to the West this year? Oh, you want to do Lord. a Knicks Bulls? No. World Times X? God, no. I no, would never do really want to do that. Um, if you can put someone up against the Bulls that I'd like, I'd, I'd think about it. Okay. Tim, have you got, you, you reckon you could find one? Hornets? Tough. In the... Oh, no, Hornets is fun. No, 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 it's not fun. <laughs> no, it's definitely not That's fun. That's a fun one. That's not it's fun. It's Pacers. Yeah, I think Pacers is totally it. That's a good one. I like the Pacers. Or if you, what about the Raptors? Well, the, uh, no, the Raptors oh, aren't. What about... What else do we have? Oh, no. So who is it? Bulls versus, the... Bulls versus Grizzlies. Better, better record. Bulls in, the, Bulls in the East. No, I'm not doing cross-conference. All right. I think I'm I don't mind that one, though, because it evens it up. Mm, that's what I was saying. So Bulls, Bulls, you get more wins because you're in the East, but Grizzlies are a better team. Who finishes with a better record? Yes, man. I've got a lot of offseason left to think about this this side. I've gotten, I've locked in my Western Conference bet. I don't need to lock in my Eastern Conference bet till closer to the start of the season. <laughs> Mate, once the Timberwolves get Simmons, it's over. <laughs> it is. Over. I was going to say Washington, but tell you what, two dudes with empty stats going just at it for $25. <laughs> I tell you what, that sounds like a pretty good time to me. I can't wait for the Timberwolves-Pelicans game at the end of the year. <laughs> the only two people in the world watching, the Ben and I. Yep, 100%. Yeah. 
God. Well, I tell you what, exciting season ahead. Exciting season ahead. Already the first bet of the NBA season, which is which is probably the best thing to end on for today. As we all know, Ben Ben has a bit of a gambling problem at the moment, so we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to push out too much. Tim, so, Tim we don't um, talk about it. We don't talk about true. it. True. So we'll keep that on the deal. <laughs> Um, so thanks guys for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure you like us on Facebook at the Get Around It Podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Get Around It Pod. Thanks guys and bye.